Michelle Visage. We're just talking about Janet Jackson here. Yeah, I got my. I'm wearing Janet Jackson for y'all. You know, years ago when I was working with producers, they would say their friends would ask them, "Does RuPaul come to the studio in drag?" And I'd be like, "What the fuck? What job? What are you crazy? Do you, you know, know this is a job for me." In 2019, uh huh. People will still say we'll to see me, that. "Well, the the fun, the, the st- crazy thing Does about Ru it, show up in drag. The crazy thing about it." is that I'm in drag right now as we are doing this podcast. You actually are in drag right now, and I was talking about your Janet Jackson hair, Yeah. and I was about to say, her hair has been looking so good lately. I love that hair. I'm do- I'm wearing the same color hair that she's been doing mm-hmm. in concert Which is, right now. It's like light red. It's light red, yeah. Auburn-y. Is it, is it a copper? It's is like it a copper, copper blonde, but it's so gorgeous mm. on her. This hairdresser that she's got, because Preston be doing her makeup. Uh-huh. Oh, she's got a new hairdresser. Oh, she's. I don't know if she's new. I don't uh. know. She could have been with her for a long time. Because it was it used to be that woman who was with everyone for years. Not Linnell. Lenore. 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 Something. Lenore? You, uh, I'm gonna look right now because you it know could people be... are when they 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 make they want to make it right so they just get louder. Lenore, I know. Lenore, Lenore. It's not making it right. Ru. Oh no, that's who was with Whitney Houston. Was that color hair? That it's color a little hair right redder than you got. I'm thinking of the woman who was with Whitney Houston, who was in that um, documentary. Whitney, uh, uh, who was who had some lot of screen time in there. Who used to do Whitney's hair. I got them all mixed up. Well, there was the one. In New York, that everybody went to, not Kim Kimball is stuck stuck in my mind. Right, Kim Kimball was Beyonce and all Ellen, that. Ellen, 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 Ellen Lavey, Ellen, Ellen, yes, that's her, who I'm her, thinking. Le, that le, one, le, Ellen Lavey, Ellen Le, Le, Ellen Le, yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. She, Lavar, no, yeah, yeah, Levar. Ellen yeah, Levar. Ellen Lavar, yeah, that's she what did everybody's, everybody's hair, everybody's hair, yeah. everybody's yeah. hair. Now, have you noticed how? Um, how sort of um, prickly our producer has gotten since he stopped smoking weed. Oh, he's gotten so moody. So prickly. Yeah, he knows it, though. He knows it. Yeah. He knows it. He knows how prickly he been. I'm yeah, trying find... he's, he's like, trying to act like me. Oh, so her, her new hair girl is called Cassidy Blaine. Is that a real name or a drag name? No, it's girl. Cassidy. Oh, come on. She was nobody's born She's Cassidy. She's a girl. Oh, Nobody is born Cassidy Blaine. Her name is Cassidy Blaine. Oh, come on. I, but her real name is Cassidy Horowitz. It could. <laughs> She's so talented, and she does such a good job Cassidy on her. Blaine. That's yes. such a drag Cassidy name. Cassidy Blaine. Ain't nobody yes. named Cassidy Blaine. She's Janet's girl now. But anyway, Janet's hair has been looking bomb. Yeah. So we've been talking about quitting what? No, he's quitting weed. He's quit weed. He hasn't smoked. When was the last time you smoked a joint? Orally. Three weeks ago. Three, Three weeks, weeks ago. ago. Yeah, because he, he strolled up in here the other day and gave me the dirtiest looks all day long. <laughs> Serious. I'm serious. I'm spit out my medicine ball. Oh, no, my God. I'm serious. Because I said something snarky to him as usual. Uh-huh. And usually he just takes and it's like, oh, Rue, you so crazy. Uh, nope. But now this bitch is like surly. Stone cold, su- stone cold sober. He just is like surly. Yeah. I wish y'all could see the face I'm making. I know. It's crazy. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> you look like hedgehog. <laughs> Hedgehog! Is that one of the characters on, on the what? team? On the um, gets to play the games. Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah, you look like Sonic the Hedgehog. 
Yeah. But now he's just not, he's not he's, having it. No, he's not having it. No. I don't know. What, he usually apologizes after. He does. Yeah. He does he send me guilty. a text later. Yeah, say, I'm so says, sorry. I'm so sorry. Just I acted. getting sober sucks. Uh-huh. It is hard. We know yeah. that, Alex. Yeah. It but is hard. You're a moody motherfucker now. He certainly is. My God. Jesus. Yeah, that's And right. how many times have I keyed your car? Ten? Probably four. I don't mm. know. Fourteen? Seventeen? Mm. Times? I'm surprised it got paint on it. Left. It does it. It's got, you know them racing stripes <laughs> yes. that they used to put on? They yes. were called racing. Pinstripes. Pinstripes, They yeah. were called pinstripes. Do you uh, remember when pinstripes were a thing? They were a big thing. They're a fucking sticker. Well, no. You, you, yeah. you used to do it by hand. Some people would do it by hand. Well, th- we... When we like, I forgot what car I had in mind. I want to say it was on the a Buick, cutlass, a cutlass, Buick Lesabre. Uh-huh. Um, they had paid extra for the racing stripe, yeah. And the racing stripe was a sticker. Yeah. Oh no, it was. Uh, they were great. You know, I used to drive a Ford Granada. You don't see those on the road anymore. Thank God. Well, there's a lot of cars you don't see on the road, and um, but a lot. There are certain cars that you still see. Like there's a um. It's an old, is it Oldsmobile or Buick? They're so similar. Because oh, it's the same company. Yes. The same company. It's GM pe- Motors. Yes, but most people can't. But th- this is the thing, is that GM had all these subsidiaries, and they would make the exact same car for two different companies, yeah. just changing a little detail How, on the light. Why do they do shit like that? Um, I don't know. Because I feel like Oldsmobile and Buick have the same demographic. They do. Absolutely. You know, it's not like one's a different demographic, like a Cadillac and a f- fucking Scion. Right. But, you know, they used to have Oldsmobile, Buick, and Pontiac. Pontiac went out of business. I know. I had a Pontiac Fiero. All GM cars, but they had three cars that were the exact same cars for each company, but had a different name. Like the way that Ford and Ford Mercury had the same cars. Because the Ford, um, uh, let's see, the Ford... Uh, uh, I'm trying to think of the names. It's been many, many years. Like you talk about the old school cars, like 70s? Yeah, like um, the Mustang, they had the Mercury version of a Mustang was called a... Mercury had a version of a Mustang? Yeah, they had a version of everything. They had doubles, just different companies, a.k.a. the same company. Right. You know, anyway, uh, I'm going on about this. They all look the same. There are certain, there's there's this... uh, certain Oldsmobile that is still on the road today. It's a 93 Oldsmobile. Uh, what's they didn't it remake it. No, they didn't remake it. Is Oldsmobile it. still in business? I don't think so. I don't think so. Because I know obviously GM is and Cadillac is. And... You know, no, I think Oldsmobile is. Pontiac is the one that went out of business. Pontiac is the one out of business. Really? Yeah. But I'm only saying this because if, if you look on the street today, there are very few old cars from... 30 years ago yes. that are still running. Right. And the ones that are still running usually tend to be the same ones. Can you hear my earrings clicking in this no, microphone? You can't. Yes, I'm in full drag. We'll get back to that in a minute. Um, but I'm wearing a full, uh, is this a Snuggie? It's a onesie. It's a onesie. It's a onesie because it's, onesie. Onesie yeah. it's so cold in the studio here. It's freezing. It's freezing. Yes. If you don't know, if this is your first time listening to the podcast, we are shooting a television show as we are doing this podcast. Just so you know, FYI, that is the reason I. I'm in drag. We I don't, stick it in when we can get it in. We stick it in when we can get it in. I don't normally get into drag unless somebody is paying my ass. Right. So if you think I'm going up into the studio in drag because I feel like I'm some kind of a lady or something, <laughs> <laughs> 
Think do again. you think you are some kind no, of a lady? I do not. I, no. do, I am some kind of a something. Yes, you are. But I, I no. am not your lady. I am not your lady. Uh-uh. No, um, people ask me that all the time. Really? If I do you. shit yeah. and drag, you should lose those people as friends. I literally are they your say, friends? sometimes, sometimes they're interviewers you and I say, lo- no, unless them. she's getting paid. They don't understand that. Listen, these girls that are doing the show, they're doing the hard yards now. You've done the, the hard girls yards. girls who are doing the show. Drag race. Oh, yeah. So you've showed up. At many, many an event in drag. I, oh, yes, I yes. have. Many, oh, many. Yes. And regretted every a single a one of Even them. Even on the radio station when we were doing morning radio, that was 96 and 97. Yeah. Any event that you went to, you would come into drag. I would come into drag. Yeah. That night I met Cher at the, um, what was, what was oh, that I event? Oh, I don't remember that event, but that was Three Divas? No, it wasn't no. that. It was when I gave her that check for... Was it a million dollars? Oh, well, no, what? No. We gave no. For, to her Wouldn't chair. It wasn't a million dollars. No. Maybe a hundred thousand? Okay. All right. Maybe it was. Uh, the night that I met Kevin? Was that the. That's the night I met Kevin. I don't think he. I, I don't. Can I tell you my Kevin story? Let me, Kevin O'Quan, yes. of course, was good friends with, with Cher and did her makeup. He and did everything. her makeup that night. Are you sure? 100% positive. Is it the, when I wore that Bob Mackie motorcycle thing with the mini skirt and we gave her that big check? There's pictures of it, yes, Michelle. Yes, there is. But there's I was backstage doing the interviewing Okay, shit. You weren't because no. you were on the stage. Right. So I met Kevin and I was probably as excited to meet Kevin as I was Cher. Because, That's a lie. No, I swear. That's a lie. Because he, I knew I wasn't going to get much FaceTime with Cher and I got a hello and that was enough. Uh-huh. But the fact that I got to meet Kevin and Kevin stopped and he looked at me and said... Um, you know, he was very sweet. Nice to meet you. Yeah. He said, but what, where did you get that eyeliner? And I was uh-huh. like, uh-huh. Kevin's asking Kevin me where I got my eyeliner. Yep, yep. So I was like, it's Urban Decay. And what it was, was they had a glitter pencil yeah. that they came out with before anybody else was putting glitter on their eyes. Even uh-huh. Queens, girl. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It was not. And I said, oh, it's Urban Decay. And they cut, they have an, they have all these different. Yeah. Um, no, not Urban Decay. It was Hard Candy. Do you remember Hard Candy? Yeah. Are they still in business? They were bought out by a bigger company, and then they were only sold, and I think they're only sold now in Walmarts. Okay. So you know there was money involved. You mean Walmart? Walmarts. Yeah. So I said, it's Hard Candy. You know, because it started out, the girl that started Hard Candy started in her garage with but nail polish. Isn't that the story for everybody? Bottle of nail polish, like a bright blue nail polish. You hear these stories of these makeup companies. Oh, she started in her basement. In her garage, it in was, her basement. She had, she had $5 to her name. Uh, I don't know if she did, but she sold it and made a lot more than $5. Yeah. But I told him, and he's like, oh, he goes, oh my God, I'm going to buy every single color. Uh-huh. And he did. And they, they came in all those different colors, those hard candy glitter pencils. Well, for people who don't know, Kevin O'Quan is really heralded as one of the most famous makeup artists in the history of high fashion. Of all time. Yeah, yeah of all time. And, uh, you know, there are several documentaries on his life, on I think, on Netflix. There's or, two right now on there's Netflix. There's two on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, very good. It, it's a really interesting story. Um, but his technique uh, for applying makeup was incredible. In fact, I worked with him only once with... Uh, and it was this thing for Interview Magazine in 1993. And I had come from a gig or something. And I they wanted me to do this thing. So was it in drag? It, it was in drag. And I arrived in drag. So he sort of... sort of So he touched like, me up a little it bit. About. It, was weird. it wasn't very good. It was because... Because I, you didn't let him build it from the base. Exactly. Yeah. And If um, you had given him your face from the foundation up... I know. I know. I would have paid to have seen that. But, you know, I, I did have... Sam Fine did my face many I was times. Ask you. And Sam Fine... 
Klein is is on on the same level. So is Billy B. Now Billy, Billy B. B. Wow. He. It, you know what I what I call it is transformational makeup. Mm-hmm. There's makeup artists, and then there's transformational makeup artists. Yeah. Where you look in the mirror, and yes, you, we still know it's you, but you look like holy shit. Yeah. Well, they they've nudged the proportions of your face mm-hmm. to look even more photographable, more of what you are. Yep. And that is that is transformational makeup. Yeah, the first time Billy did my makeup, did my makeup, yeah. I'll never forget it because I was in seduction and he was doing it. I Dallas brought him on. Uh-huh. She was friends with him because she had dabbled in some modeling here and there. She was in the group with me. She brought him on and said, he's the one we need. Um, he did my face and I was going to perform that night in Camden, New Jersey, the carjacking capital of the world. Oh. And my mother was meeting, my mother and my father were meeting us down there. And I walked in and my mother goes, oh, my God. Oh, I, oh my God. Uh-huh. I have never seen you look this beautiful. And then she said, by the way, somebody jacked our car. Uh, by the way, we're walking home. <laughs> uh, she literally couldn't believe it, but it was one of those nights where I didn't want to take my makeup off. Oh, wow. Because I'd never seen. And you were photographed and everything. Oh, yeah. It? yeah. I'd never seen myself. Look that beautiful in yeah. my life. Wow. And I was like, this is what I want to learn to do. So like Nicole, who does my makeup now, she's another transformation. Oh, my God, yes. She's a genius. And yeah. Raven's another transformation. Yes. Person. But yes. like I when I get I don't know if you do the same thing. When I get my makeup artist, I do one eye open and one eye close like a doll eye. Oh. So she'll work on this eye and I'll be lo- watching. And I learned everything that way. Yeah. Because I watch what they do. She hates it. She's like, close the doll eye. Yeah. close Because it freaks yeah. her out. No, I don't do that. I have my, both my eyes closed. Um, yeah. So you mentioned all these transformational yes. makeup artists. By the way, they are all also carjackers. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, why we all went to Camden. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever stolen a car? We've talked about this. I don't, Rue, what, what I, first of all, you knew how to hotwire. Yeah. No, I didn't know how to hotwire. I knew how that. Did you... I stole some keys is what I oh, did. Oh, I thought you knew how to hotwire. No, I didn't know I thought hot we were wire. talking to your sisters. You I, knew. I am hotwired. You, you know what that hot means? Wired. You're, no. Don't it means that your nipples are sensitive. Oh. Yeah. Mine aren't. You aren't. No. You aren't. That's boring. I know. Yeah. Well, no, I, I, um, no, I never, never stole hot, a car. I never hotwired a car. I've stolen several cars. Not stolen, but I've taken cars without permission. From your family. From my family. Once when we were living in Atlanta, uh, my sister and my brother-in-law, uh, this family took us in because we was po. Right. This family took us in who used to run the Free for All Baptist Church in Atlanta, in Decatur, Georgia. It was uh, Reverend Stafford and his wife, uh, uh, uh Ruth, Ruth, Ruth Ann? Ruth was Bader it, uh, Ginsburg? No, it wasn't Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Ruth, Hattie Ruth, Hattie Ruth. How far is Decatur from Atlanta? It's just next door. It's okay. like, it's like uh, North Hollywood and Hollywood. You know what I mean? Oh, okay. It's just right there. Okay. Um, but they, somehow we got to know them and they took us in and we lived with them for probably a month and probably two weeks, two weeks in. You and who and who? You and uh, My sister, Renetta. Ren- oh. And my brother-in-law, Lawrence, and this is before they had kids. No, no, we had Scotty. Scotty was with us, probably. But anyway, um, we were probably with them for two, three weeks before I uh, took it upon myself to take the church van. Oh, no, you didn't. I took the church van out of the parking, maybe out of the garage. How old were you? Probably. 15, 16? I was, uh, I was 15. I was going to turn six. This is summertime of 76, so I would have turned 16 in November. And where were you going in the church van? I just, you know what I did? I drove it down Campbellton Road. People in Atlanta know exactly where I'm talking about. Uh, I took it uh, down Campbellton Road. Not Hamilton. No, Campbellton. Campbellton. That's a famous street in Atlanta. Okay. Uh, down to the uh, Arco uh, uh, gas station to get a pack of cigarettes. 
Yeah. And then? And drove it right back. This is in the middle of the night. No one knew I took that car. It was so a van. So nobody even found out? No one they found They couldn't out. tell the gas was not? No, because I am that mother effing good, Michelle. Oh, my God. I was 15 years old, did not have my driver's license, stole the thing. And it was like a thrill for me to do it. Oh, I wanted me. to see if I can get away with it. And of course I did. See, I'm too you know chicken what? shit. I don't think I've ever told that story. No one knows this except you, me, and our producer. Now they know. Now they know. Uh, and this is nice. So you just went to go get cigarettes. I went to get cigarettes. But it was also the thrill of not only getting caught, but being able to pull it off. Because this is a, this was a church van. It had big old free for all. I can't believe that you're driving around a church van. Can it, I get some cigarettes? It, it, it was, it had free for all Baptist church on the side of it. And um, free it was for part- all. It's not the best name for. No, free for all. It flows off the tongue. It's free just. For, but you don't think of a church when you think of a free for all. What do you think of a gangbang? You think of a party, free for all. It's a free for all. Well, it, well, have you been to a Baptist church? Oh, true. It, yeah. Amen and it's, hallelujah. Yeah, and hallelujah. Pass the hat. Uh, anyway, uh, uh, it was a thrill of of it all. Highly favored. Yeah, highly favored. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other part? Highly favored. Blessed and, and highly favored. Ble- highly blessed. Oh, blessed and highly favored. Blessed and highly right. favored. We're going to go to a break. Uh, we'll be right back after this. You know, Michelle and I have talked many times about deodorant and how. <laughs> We've a- done a whole episode. We on ha- it. remember, and we talked yeah. about the aluminium that's in it. the de- and that's some- one thing. You know, people researchers said that it's kind of harmful to you. Listen, if you don't want aluminium in your deodorant, <laughs> there's one place to go, and that's Native. She's British now. Yes, aluminium and Native works. Don't hold back. Native can hang with your workout, your busy mom life, your 16-hour day, your drag queen life. Mm-hmm. Test it out yourself, you guys. I'm telling you, it is so important for you to use a deodorant that's made with clean ingredients. People love Native. They have over 8,000 five-star reviews. You can check them out on the Today Show, Women's Health, L, Good Morning America, Pop Sugar. It goes on and on. Less is more with Native. They have fewer, simpler ingredients, so you know everything that is in their deodorant. It's Worth it. Aluminum is linked to some serious health uh, ramifications. We just talked about it. And native deodorant is priced at a slight premium. But let me tell you something. If you use it, you know you're putting good stuff on your body, in your armpits. There's something for everyone. Native comes in a wide variety of enticing scents. And I'm just going to tell you straight up, my favorite is coconut and vanilla. Mm. There's lavender and rose, cucumber and mint, and eucalyptus and mint. I like the eucalyptus and mint. The eucalyptus and mint. Uh No risk to try it. They offer free returns and exchanges in the USA. Subscribe and save 17%. Save $2 per stick. They have Native conveniently delivered to your door every one, two, three, or four months. So I'm telling you, if you try it, try the coconut and vanilla, or you can try the eucalyptus and yeah, whichever. For 20% off your first purchase, go to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code RUE during checkout. That's nativedeodorant.com, promo code RUE. Let me see. You got it. Yeah, but it's my screen. You changed your screen server. Did you put your child, your your ten year old? Put my Max on my child. Uh, is that you at ten? Uh-huh. Oh, no, it's probably me younger. God, no, that's me at like seven. What is that? A communion no. picture? Or a... I'm wearing a one sleeve tutu. Well, a communion. May, maybe you're well, part I'm wearing of black very, fishnets. Maybe you're part of a very progressive Catholic church. You know. Look at my legs. You're wearing fishnets. Thank you. And you have one sleeve. It's an asymmetrical outfit that yes. has um. Who made that outfit? Um, it was a dance outfit. Oh, you're dancing. This was in tap dancing. Oh, tap dancing. Yeah. Great. Okay. Me and Savion Glover, very much alike. Uh, 
Bring the and house, you bring the noise, it. bring the funk. We talked about this earlier of changing this. The, the what is that? Your screensaver. Your, my, my screensaver. Your screensaver on your phone. Your wallpaper on your phone yeah. to that of your ten-year-old or your seven-year-old. Yeah. So you can be reminded of who it is who's calling into the shot. Who's the shot caller in your big uh, ball psych, of shot caller? Your emotional psychological uh, chemistry, your makeup, because it, you want to be reminded of that so you can take uh, good care of that child. You know, and there she is, and she was at a recital, and I did. Lo- she get any tips? Did she do any lap dances? She didn't do any lap dances. She wouldn't know what that was back then. How old are you there? Seven. Okay. Seven or eight. Mm. And I went to Charles Farrell School of Dance. Oh. And Charles Farrell Farrell was obviously family. Charles Farrell. Yeah. Charles Farrell. Like and a feral cat. Farrell. Farrell. Like Farrell's. Ice cream. Did you ever go to Farrell's ice oh, cream? Oh, I did. Yeah, they had them in San Diego. They do the barbershop quartet yep, yep, and have yep, those yep. giant jawbreakers. They had them out in the East Coast, too? Oh, yeah, girl. I thought it was a West Coast Brunswick thing. Square Mall. Uh. Um, in Charles Farrell Dance Studio. And I'll never forget this recital. It stuck with me. You know, sometimes things stick with you and you yeah. don't know why. Mm. It stuck with me because he did a dance. And it was the first time really seeing a guy in like a dance belt Ooh. and really tight was pants. Was he sexy? Mm-hmm. Was he an older gentleman? Yeah. Okay. Older but fit, thin, yeah. Yeah. great dancer. Who would play him? Um, I know who would play him. I don't know the actor's name. Okay. Um. Okay. Did you watch the TV show Mash? I did watch the TV show. Mash. Okay. Which one of the characters on Mash would be closest to him? Yeah. I'm trying to get a reference point. What's another show? He that- had a mullet because oh, it was hot, sex. Okay. Seventies, sex machine right? already. Right. His mullets um, are 80s. That's not 70s. Yeah, but he, he had a mullet, and it would be like feathered back on top. Hot. Yes. Dark hair. What Light other skin. show? Not good what, skin. Not, not good, good skin. skin. What other show could we use as um, a reference? Because I'm thinking more like Sopranos. Okay, which one of the Sopranos? That's what I'm saying. I don't know his name. Uh, um, That's okay. Big Pussy? No, Little Pussy, if anything. Because uh, uh, <laughs> he was very thin. He was a dancer. Okay. But I'm, I'll never forget, because I... I was that young, but I wasn't into into. Which music. one of the Backstreet Boys would play him? <sighs> Which one of the Backstreet Boys? Kevin? Um, maybe. AJ? No, definitely not AJ. Harold? There's no Backstreet Boy called Isn't Harold. Isn't there a Harold? I think there There's is. There's a Brian. Brian, that's a little Luttrell, redheaded. The one who Brian Lachell with the blue, strawberry blonde. Hey, producer, it's, it's, um, it's Brian, it's Harold? Kevin. It's Harold. Harold. Really? Yes. Harold is the good looking one with dark hair, kind of got a fat ass. And There's one called Far- um, Harold? Ha- Fa- Harold. Howie. Ha- Howie. Howie. Isn't Howie short for Harold? No, that's Harry. Harry. Howie is Howard. Okay, Howard. Howard. No, no, Howie. None of the Backstreet Boys would be. Howie, Nick, Kevin, and Brian. I didn't think there was a Wait, Harold. Say, say that again. AJ. AJ. Howie. Howie. Howie Nick. Nick. Kevin, Kevin and Brian. And Brian. Okay. So it must be Howie cuz I think Howie's the sexiest one. Well, anyway, moving which on to Which one would he, which one would which one of the Backstreet Boys would can play? Can I see the picture? So I can You don't I, remember the Backstreet Boys? No, they get morphed into NSYNC in my head. Well, what's your name? What if, the, if I had to choose it would be Kevin Richardson. That's the, that's why I said the first time. Yeah, Kevin the Richardson. The tall gorgeous yes, one. Yes, but he wasn't gorgeous nor was he tall. <laughs> But he had a great ass, a great bulge. Yeah. Because I remember going- It was a dance belt. Right. But I was like, oh my God. Oh my God. What is that? Oh, you were seven years old. Yes. You were clocking his package at seven seven years old. Hand to God. (laughs) And you don't see no lightning. All right? But I'll never forget watching him dance because I was in awe. I was in 
awe watching yeah. him dance to a song yeah. called Philadelphia Freedom. Oh, yes, man. And I remember just being like, there's something really different and free about this guy, not knowing he was a homosexual. Okay, well, well okay, that was 1976. Yeah. So you would have been... 76? Yeah. If Oh, okay. 68, 69, 70, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 8. eight just like eight I said. Eight years old, yeah. Yep. Yep. Eight years old. Okay. So he was dancing. And I was well, if it was there. summertime, you were you were seven. And if it was summertime, I was seven. seven. Yeah. Who yeah. knows? Because I don't remember. Yeah. It doesn't look like winter because I'm wearing a one sleeve. Well, I, that's never stopped you, has it? Well, true, <laughs> darling, true. <laughs> but I remember watching and just going, wow, uh-huh. this is freedom. Mm. This is what it's about. Seeing him dance out there in his uh-huh. tight pants yeah. and his bulge, mm. dancing to a song called Philadelphia Freedom that I'd never heard before. Ooh. And it was just... Pretty amazing. Wow. The end. Well, I just think, I've said this, I think all parents who put their kids in dance, it's not just about the dance. It's an introduction to music. It's an introduction to uh, creating a relationship with your body. You know, you've seen so many people who are so awkward. And it doesn't mean that you have to come out and be the best dancer. It just It's the beginning of a relationship with your body. And everybody needs a relationship with their body. You I know? agree. And and for I think for my parents, for me, I was a lot to deal with. I'm sure you were. <laughs> and it got them out of their hair for a yeah. couple hours. Uh-huh. And I was really into it, you know, yeah. and I loved it. And I Are you any to good at it? it? Um, I really loved tap dancing because of the rhythm. Yeah. And, you know, being musical, there's a rhythm that's different, even though there's rhythm in all sorts of dance, contemporary, yeah. lyrical, ballet. But there's something about tap having the sounds that sure. it makes that was yeah. rewarding. I was okay at it. Yeah. I should have kept on with it. But I kept on with the ballet, and that was probably a mistake. Well, it's all served you well. I mean, I saw you on the West End in that Broadway show. Broadway, what's what did they the call West it? End show? West End show. Yeah, and you know, you're a fantastic dancer. Well, fantastic. I've got dancer. rhythm. You know, like you have rhythm. And again, we haven't danced in that kind of a dance situation yeah. in years. So to yeah. be even be choreographed, like I I do choreo on the tours. Yeah, but it's basic choreo because we're all on different levels. Yeah. So. To be able to do something that's choreo is is good. I'm surprised the drug people haven't come up with some type of a drug called choreo. I know. There must be a good name for a There must be a drug called choreo. You know what I'm afraid of choreo now is that my vertigo would uh, inhibit me from uh, making turns and doing kind of stuff. Because as the years have gone on, I get... Dizzy. I get dizzy really fast. Do you get dizzy? I just think it's really funny you say that, bitch, do I get dizzy. So p- part of my whole autoimmune thing linked yeah. to the boobs, mm-hmm. one day I was driving in, because I would drive from Jersey into New York City going through the Lincoln Tunnel at yeah. what, 3.30 in the morning, 4 o'clock? Yeah. And vertigo hit me for the first time ever in my life. Do you ever have it? Yep. Are you kidding? What bitch are you talking about? Grew everything. And I'm not joking. I don't know if you had it this severe. Everything went sideways. I yes. was behind the wheel of a vehicle. Yes. And I kept like shaking my head, looking yeah. down, looking up sideways. Yeah. I to the know. point I pulled, if you remember at WNEW, uh-huh. there was a downstairs parking lot. Yes. I pulled in. Uh-huh. The guy knew me because I had a parking space. And I had to hold on to the wall to get to the, oh, yeah. the elevator. Oh, yeah. I called my cousin who was my doctor at the time. Yeah. And he, was, he sent me a prescription for antivert. I didn't have to take it. It went away. But it took hours for it to go away. Oh, you, listen. We've not talked about no, this? I never knew you had vertigo. Oh, my God. Michelle Oh, you know Visage. what? We must have. Is that the Epley maneuver? Yes. So we did talk about we it. We did talk about it. But I didn't know it. if you got it no, I that did a, way. I did a scene in uh, AJ and the Queen. Uh, the TV show for Netflix that's coming up at one point that I can't talk about, um, <coughs> um, where 
they were it's the opening of this episode and they had me um dancing i'm performing and they had me dancing really hectically frenetically because they were going to shoot it in slow motion. I don't know, some so-and-so amount of frames okay, per second. Right. So they wanted me to go crazy, and I did. I did the scene. I finished. I went home. I woke up the next day, and I was like, oh, shit. Really? Oh, shit. Really? I could you barely— You knocked something loose. I wasn't sure if I could even drive to work the next morning. In fact, they called—I uh, I, I called the director, uh, Michael Patrick— King and I yes. said, um, I don't think I could work today. I Seriously? was there. I was already there. I'd gotten to work, but I said, um, I, I don't know if I can do it. And so they called the doctor and he came in and blah, 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 blah. And, and, and I, I said, I know the Epley maneuver. I've been doing it. He gave me some type of pill. Antivert. I can tell you that's the only thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then um, they switched the the, the schedule around so that I could just do a scene where I'm sitting down. Well, there's something else you can do, too, because I've been looking it up, because uh, to answer your question, yeah. yes, I do. Yeah. I do get the dizzies. Yes. Which scares the shit out of me, especially with choreo, especially in Jamie. In Jamie. Jamie. I had a lift that was like a Jesus lift. Where oh, I, you did it so well. Thanks. Yes. Well, basically, yeah. I laid back. My favorite part uh. was because I'm not a tiny woman. You know, I weigh 150 pounds. I'm just going to be full transparency. Uh. That's not... Tiny for five four, huh. you know it's a beefy size eight. Uh. They put me down, and they were kids picking me up. They were yeah. twenty two, yeah. twenty five, and sometimes when I am up that week or down that, you would hear this when they put me down. Ugh. <laughs> Who's the shade? Shady, the shade. shady bitch. Oh. <laughs> and I'd go off stage and I'd crack up by oh, myself. Oh my god! It, it was instinctive. Yeah. Like it wasn't them being funny. They were yeah. just like. Uh, uh. They put me down, and I would just walk off cracking up, <laughs> cracking up. But the the dizzies, um, sometimes even so on Broadway or on the West End, you do a at least on the West End. I can't speak for Broadway. You do a warm up before every show. It's a mm-hmm. half an hour, mm-hmm. and you we pick different mixes, and you know you have to guess whose mix it is. All fun mm-hmm. stuff to keep it interesting. Mm-hmm. But basically, you're warming your body up, and then we do a stretching, vocal. stretching. Yeah, then you do a vocal warm up. After that, yeah. oh, so I fifteen that. and fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes after the physical one, like I'd stretch and then I'd stand up and everything go, oh shit, yeah. and I'd hold on to the wall. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's just aging. I got my ears checked recently. I had a brain MRI recently. I know there's nothing going on. So the only thing I can contribute to is you get no. Well, no, Visage. This is what it is. Um, and people who I don't know what happened. It's to Usually, you, but we've talked ear. about this before. No, I do remember you talking about the dizzies. Yeah, it is. The your inner ear has calcium rocks in it. How do I get them in rocks fluid, out? In fluid, it's fluid, right? And when if you go do yoga poses, or sometimes you you can jar those inner ear rocks mm. out of the inner ear where they belong, right? In the fluid, in your inner ear fluid, and uh, that is part of your equilibrium, and it creates you this. You got rocks it, in your head. You got rocks in your head, and that's why when you're driving through the tunnel, it felt like you're going sideways. No, because it was the, sideways, Rue. Because the rocks were out of your inner ear. The Epley Maneuver, ladies and gentlemen, can, if you go to YouTube, E-P-L-E-Y, E-P-L-E-Y, the Epley Maneuver will help negotiate those inner ear rocks, calcium rocks, yes. back into the inner ear. It's a it's an exercise that you do that puts the rocks back into the inner ear, and that's how you get your equilibrium back. So when I did that scene and I was shaking around and dancing, and then all of the rocks in my inner ear were out of their groove. The issue is, though, what this is what threw me. It's because 
also related to anxiety. Did you know that? Mm. Vertigo and anxiety go hand in hand, which mm. has to do with thyroid. Blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I was fine. I was fine. I lived in Marlboro. That's an hour away. I was fine until I got to Lincoln Tunnel. Marlboro no, Medium or Marlboro Lights? Marlboro Lights. Uh-huh. And what would trigger it? Like what would trigger it out of nowhere? I wasn't doing anything. I was driving. Uh, do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But there's also another maneuver. Oh, but see, but see, like when I did that scene, I had done it the day, the day before, before. So I could have knocked it out the day up, before. When I woke up, the, you could, it could have been you getting out of bed I the wrong way. I could have slept wrong, yeah. yeah. Yep. I'll tell you this. There's something else that's easier. Epley's not difficult, but I feel like I need somebody to show me physically before I attempt it. Mm. But there's another one that I saw that people could look up to if you get dizzies. Um, you look. You go down on the ground and you put your head, the cr- the tip of your head. What mm-hmm. is this? Like your crown the, of your head? Yeah. The your crown. forehead? Yeah. Onto the ground. Where, uh, your widow's peak. Where yeah, widow's like right your widow's be. peak, your hairline. You put it on the ground and you stay there for 30 seconds. And then you turn your head, the ear that's affected. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know which ear affects from when mm-hmm. me. If you know which ear it is, you put that one down mm-hmm. and you put the side of your face up. Mm-hmm. You can even put like a coin on it to make sure it stays huh. parallel to the floor. Uh-huh. And you hold it like that for 30 seconds and that's supposed to help too. Okay. Now, have you seen the video that I've shown you? That but, Have you seen the video that I've shown you? Have you seen the video, the Epley Maneuver video that I talk about? I've yes. posted it so many times yes. on my you, Twitter you account. texted it to yeah. me too. Well, um, uh, that works There's really well. You have to do it uh, several times. And, and, you know, the first time I felt it was George and I were out here in Los Angeles and we went to do the Batman ride at Magic Mountain. And after we Bitch, got that will do it. That will do it. After we got off that thing, I had to sit still, I swear to you, for 45 seconds before I could walk straight. Right. And it had to do I didn't know this then. Uh it had to do with my inner ear, the rocks in my inner ear. Uh-huh. In the fluid had come undone. Now, I did see a, a documentary on roller coasters where they said that as people get older, there are these um, bristles or these um, these hairs in your ear that usually are flexible. But as you get older, these they hairs, stiffen they stiffen up. And that's also what can cause So it. should we shave them? I don't know what, I don't know if you can get to them. Do oh, you, like really in there. Really in there. Do you use Q, um, Q-tips? Okay, can I tell this story? We've you, got the time. We've got the time. Tell me the story because I will confess my story if you confess yours. Okay, I, I do use Q-tips. I went How to, deep do you go? I know, that's the thing. Okay. I go. I went to my ENT, uh, ear, nose, and throat, otolaryngologist, after I had my breast implants out. But let me tell you why. I gave myself five weeks to get better before we had to work. Mm-hmm. And um, by week three, I was not feeling good at all. Mm-hmm. And you knew this because I told you. I told mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. this um, anesthesia hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting um, because I went in with brain fog. I was already impaired. Mm-hmm. So what was happening was the blood. The doctor was explaining to me the ENT when I was trying to heal. All the healing and all the blood in my body was rushing to the breasts yes. to heal the incision. Exactly. So it wasn't getting to my brain. Mm. I know it sounds crazy, but it wasn't. Mm-hmm. So that's why you lay down and put your feet up. So it doesn't, if you stand up, it'll go to your feet. Yeah, yeah. So I went in for, in, um, to meet an ENT because I still have ringing in my ears, tinnitus. I have it mm. really badly. Mm. After a hearing test, if I talked about this, I'm sorry for repetition, but um, I have full hearing in my right ear and like, some somewhat declined, but still in the normal range of my left ear because of the way I wore my ear headphones for 17 years. Yeah. And I blasted them on 10 mm. to 
kids, if you're listening, I'm, I'm, I'm serious when I tell you, it could fuck your hearing up. Turn them down. If you're on the tube or on the subway listening on, you're on a bus, you're in a car, mm. turn the volume down, I swear to you, because now I have tinnitus 24-7. Mm. And because I did it through damage and not through like illness or the implants, mm-hmm. um, it won't go away. Mm. So I have to constantly find ways to just ignore this that's constantly going on in my head all the time, mm. right? Mm. So I told the doctor... And after the hearing, he said, let me get you a hearing test. It's right here in the building. Um, And because it was decreased in only one ear, he went, you know what? I'm sure it's fine, but let's do an MRI of behind the eyes, the inner ear, and the brain. And Mm. I was like, deal, because you know I'm a hypochondriac. Mm. So they went and did it. By the way, I had the only panic attack when I was going back into the MRI machine, which Mm. I've never had before. Again, my nerves were so on edge from this surgery Mm -hmm. that everything was just firing off because my body was also healing but getting used to not having something in it. Mm. So everything was way more sensitive and still is. But anyway, he called me to tell me that um, everything was fine and, and the inner ear and this and that. But then he said, he cleaned my ears out. You know, they can go in there... This sucky thing. It's a vacuum. Oh, I want that. Oh, it's amazing. I want that. And he, he pulls out like corks of wax. You're kidding me. No, uh-huh. I'm not kidding. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden you hear stillness. You hear, listen to me. The sound you, of silence? You hear the sound of silence uh. for the first time and it sounds like this. And it's just air. Now, what's that thing that people do with the wax? They cork it or they do uh, they do the thing with the wax and they pull it all out? Well, there's a spinny thing. What's that thing Oh, candling. candling. That doesn't work. It doesn't I've work. Done, it does not work. So you go to the ear, nose, and throat doctor. ENT, yeah. Can I go to my uh, PTA? You my do pussy go to your P- Yes, yes, your PTA pussy? doctor. Okay, okay. And your general practitioner can probably do it. They can do it. Yeah. What's it called again? Just, just, it's not coning. No, just have them clean your ears out. There's like, <laughs> like a little vacuum. Oh, say, it's called cleaning. <laughs> some people can go in there. Because my, my I'm getting graphic, but my wax was very dry. Uh-huh. So he said, you don't really have too much wax issue. And he said, what do you use to clean your ear? Uh-oh. And I said, okay, don't get mad. Like mm-hmm. I knew the lecture because yeah. I know the Q-tips are bad. Yeah. But well, that's a brand name. What are they called? Cotton, cotton swabs. Yeah. I can't get into the canal. So- I can use my nails, yeah. you know, to scoop but around. But you're going to bust your eardrum. No, I don't jam it in. I can just kind of scoop around. Yeah. And they sell little wax spoons that I use. Oh, my God. They're okay. little tiny. I hope nobody's eating their salad. Sorry, guys, but I'm being honest with you, and it's yeah. much healthier healthier yeah. than Q-tips. But I've done some damage. Last time I pushed the wax in so far Ooh. that I couldn't loosen it up, and it came out like like an inch long. I want to go. We're going to go to break, but I want to go to my doctor and have him say, have him clean do it. it out Having because I use cotton swabs and I love it. It's my one of my favorite parts of the day. Honestly, I when know. I get out of the Have shower. Have you had an accident with them? No, no. You never thank, went too deep? No, no, okay. I would never do. But I'm wondering if there's a connection between my vertigo and the cotton swabs. I asked that. I don't Sh- think I say so. Schwab's. It's a swab. Swab. Yeah. You're yeah, thinking cotton, of Schwab. Schwab's Drugstore with Lana Turner right. and that sweater that swab. made her a star. Swab. Schwab. I'll give you my ENT's number. He's in Beverly Hills. No, I'd rather go to a PTA. I don't know any PTA. Pussy city dance. I don't know them. <laughs> I do know ENT. I don't know PTA. All right, we're going to go to a break. We'll be right back after this. Casper Mattress is a fabulous way to fall asleep and mm-hmm. get some really good sleep. You know, they are an online retailer of premium mattresses for a fraction of the price. You would pay for those, you know, department stores, uh, mattresses or some of You those... get ripped off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why you got to go over to Casper and get your mattress. Michelle and I both have them. Yep, we do. They have a new hybrid mattress and they, that combines the pressure relief of their award-winning foam with durable yet gentle springs. To be completely honest, like I said a million times, 
Everybody in my family has one, including the dogs. It is unbelievable. It's a new innovation and offers the best of both worlds, that hybrid mattress. Luxurious comfort and resilient support. Added benefits of the hybrid collection, elevated lift, support, increased airflow for cooling, durability for all body types, and enhanced edge support. It got edges. Okay. Even with springs, these mattresses still come magically in a box that simply arrives on your doorstep. Got a Casper Hybrid? We love it. If for some reason you're still not sure about getting a Casper, you can be sure of the purchase with Casper's 100-night risk-free sleep-on-it trial. Did we mention free shipping and returns throughout the U.S. and Canada? Get $100 towards select mattress purchases by visiting casper.com slash rue and using that offer code rue at checkout. That's casper.com slash ru. Terms and conditions apply. You know, I don't know where I would be today without my therapist. Mm. I think it is just, in fact, you know, it it feels like a luxury and it actually is. uh, But, you know, it doesn't have to be such an exclusive uh, luxury anymore because of talk space. Yeah. Talkspace allows everybody to have someone to talk to who you can trust and whose whose advice you really need. You know, we all need someone to talk to. Yeah. We all need a person who could support us through rough patches or even the everyday ups and downs of life. And that's where, like Rue said, Talkspace comes in because a lot of us don't know how to find a therapist, don't have time for therapy, can't afford therapy. There's all different excuses that we have around it. And some of them are real. Some of them are like, come on, girl, you could do better. You need to fit it in. Well, Talkspace is the online therapy company that lets you message a licensed therapist from anywhere at any time. All you need is a computer with an internet connection or a Talkspace mobile app. That means you can improve your mental health even if you've had trouble making time for it in the past. And the best part is you can do it in the comfort of your car, of your own home, in the bathroom, whatever it is. It's just fantastic. So no matter what you're going through, you're not going through it alone. Finding the right therapist doesn't have to be stressful. The Talkspace matching process takes your unique preferences into account to find you someone whose style and expertise matches right up with your needs. It is so fantastic. And guys, just so you know, if you want to switch therapists, you can do so at any time at no extra cost. Talkspace has more than 5,000 licensed therapists who are experienced in addressing these challenges that we all face. To match with your perfect therapist for a fraction of the price of traditional therapy y'all need to hear that part go to talkspace.com and make sure you use the offer code rue to get 65 dollars off your first month it's talkspace.com slash rue you said i would fall in love with your doctor <sighs> dr zaday you would Zoc- love him. dr zaday he looks like um who would play him oh i'm just going to show you his doctor zaday yeah okay he's in beverly How'd hills you find- oh he's in beverly hills i found him how i find everybody who should be a sponsor on this show uh-huh uh, Yelp. And oh, Yelp. So I, wait a minute. You go to Yelp.com and you punch in doctor and then you go Beverly Hills? No, I Google doctors first, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And then I, I try to see who the best, you know, I say best ENT, you know, things like that. Yeah. And then what I do is I look up reviews. Yeah. And Yelp is very big here. Yeah, in it's LA. not big in other places really? in the world. Yeah, everybody talks about Yelp. Everybody says, "Oh, give me a good Yelp review." But Doctor Zadeh, this is Matt, Doctor Manny Zad. Oh my God, he's gorgeous! Not only is he gorgeous, he is the kindest, gentlest soul. You know what? Okay, you know, on the first looking. Um, I think he would be played by um, Barry Williams, one of the, the oldest one of the Brady boys. Oh, you think the, so? But he's, he's much younger than him. Yeah, but... And then the first... Oh, look at him Oh, he's so there. sexy. I'm oh, my you. God. Look at that profile. I'm telling you. He's ya. kind of... He's giving me a little bit of... Um, 
Who's the guy who's on our show who's the big star? Um, he, Cheyenne Jackson. Oh. He looks like Cheyenne Jackson a little bit. He kind of, can I see him again? Do you have yeah. any uh, nudes of him? Well, this is like his professional picture. Oh, my God. Look how gorgeous and he Rue, is. And, when I tell you he's the kindest, like when I when he told me that. Is he, he, is he Jewish? Zadeh. I don't know. No, I think it's like Persian or Middle Eastern. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I've heard years ago, always get you a Jewish doctor because of the bedside manner. Well, he is. I've had plenty of Jewish doctors that were horrible. He, oh, really? Oh, plenty. Huh. He is phenomenal. And what I love. What's his name? Dr. Mani, M-A-N-I, Zadeh. 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 D-E-H. So he is either Persian or, or Iranian. Like or, yes. This. Persian uh, is Iranian, isn't it? I think it used to be. Well, I mean, it, yeah. it is now. Persia used yeah. to be not Persian anymore. Iran now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, once you get over here, you're Persian. But if you're over there, you around. Don't get me to lying because uh-huh. if it comes to geography, yeah. I just know that he is an amazing human being. Mm. And what I love most about him is I was popping in to say, here's the thing for my brain MRI. I don't know if you need that as well as the report. The CD. Oh, you brought it with you. And as I was, listen to this shit, as I was bringing it unexpectedly, right, he is, uh, Zadeh, name meaning, is Muslim, mainly Iranian and Pakistani. Okay, so he's Iranian. Pakistani. Yeah. Persian, yeah. Yeah, he's Persian. So um, he was calling my husband's phone as I was walking into his office. He was calling because he heard, he got the results and he knew that I'd be worried. Uh So he told me, I was just, and I said, oh my God, we're in the lobby. Yeah. He comes running out and he grabs me and gives me a big hug and he's like, your results were negative. You were uh, fine. Your brain uh, is beautiful. Yeah. Like he just knew that I would be neurotic. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. He was so lovely. Like I can't sing his praises enough. So my point is if you can, if I candy and he's a brilliant doctor. Okay. Go All to right. him. Yeah. Um, um, you know, um, we've got a break real again, but uh, do, um, you know, some doctors don't make as much money as you think they Correct. do. Correct. You know, does Correct. he think he makes a lot of money? I don't. Well, he's in Beverly Hills, and yeah. I'm. I well, don't, the rent alone. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't take insurance, but you can send it does in. Does he your take own. EBT? Um, of course, that's why I'm there. <laughs> um, and he's in the same building as my fabulous um, endocrinologist, which, by the way, is another hard thing to find. That's yeah. good. Yeah. And Doctor Geller is amazing. Huh. But they're both in the same building. I wonder what did Doctor um, Sadat? Doctor Geller's a Jew. What did Doctor Sadat? Zadeh. Zadeh. Say about <laughs> cotton swabs. So he was like, mm, we no, really don't like you. Don't do that. It. He's like, just take a warm cloth. And I go, oh, no, please. Dr. That's not Zadeh. satisfying. There is, totally. you, there is some really, there's some really satisfying feeling. Producer, do you use cotton swabs? Do you, use, do you go deep? You go deep. Well, that's why I said to him, he's completely over us today, Alex, by the way. I know. I, I don't know what's he wrong with him. He actually hates us today. He needs to smoke a damn bong. <laughs> Can no, I just give him some weed? Do not smoke a bong, Alex. Should don't I do find it. some weed to no. give him? But let me tell you something. Dr. Zadega, I said, I'm not going to stop because how else am I going to get this yeah. shit out of my ears? Yeah. A warm cloth is great in theory and I can do it's that for not, the outside. I don't need to get anything out of the ears. I like the way it feels. Oh, no. I want to make sure everything's... I don't want any potatoes. I don't want to eat bats in the cave. Yeah. So anyway, he said, well... Do what you want to do. Don't go too deep and come to see me once a year to clean them out. I was like, deal. Once a year? Done. Sold. Not yeah. every six months? If you want to go every six months, but I'll I've never have had you. my ears cleaned out. Oh, Rue, you will. I'm telling you. Oh, my goodness. You will. And when he does it, it's like crazy because it's this weird sensation. It's a little vacuum that goes in your ear. I'm going to do it. Do it. Go to Dr. Zadeh. Get your ears gonna, I wonder if it's going to fix my vertigo. Because I, <sighs> I, I actually I I did the Epley maneuver that. this morning. I did it this Was it morning. bothering you when you woke no, up? No, it's always uh, acute. It's always there acutely. 
And sometimes it's worse than others, and I have to have, fix it up, you know? Yeah, I do know. You're going to show me the Epley yeah. so I can watch you do it yeah. when you're out of drag. Yeah. And I want to know how to do it. Yeah. Well, there is um, um, there is a really great, if you go to YouTube, there are several instructions. There's one that's very... Uh, yeah, but one's like hanging on a table. No, they're both hanging on the table. One is this guy who's talking and it's kind of annoying him oh, talking you through it, but it's very informative. Do you but go to a chiropractor? I go to a chiropractor. Yeah. But, okay. um, yeah. Does that not help? The, no, that's something different. No, they're all connected, girl. Well, they I, all I get connected. my back adjusted, but that ain't got nothing to do with my ep, uh, well, vertical. Yeah, because your neck, too. I know you talk about some stones and shit, but they it's all connected. Yeah, okay. We but, are one. One you know, are listen, we. Whatever you can do to get this old, creaky body in shape, right. is, I'm all for it. Yeah. You have to make... you. That's why I was talking about getting your kids into, into dance. Yes. Because it, creating a relationship with your body is so important, and just knowing... Uh, how it feels, how it's supposed to feel when something doesn't feel right. You know, my my general practitioner years ago when I first started working with him, he said, listen, you know, your intuition is going to be the best tool in this relationship, in having me as your doctor. And being in touch with your body, yes. Being in touch with my body. So many people, like, here's the thing. Do we need to take a break? We do. We have to actually, we got to go back to work. It's like people say, you know what? I didn't even know I was pregnant. I was just going to say, there are people, like, I am so hyper, too much hypersensitive to everything that if I go, oh, that's wrong, that's Mm -hmm. wrong, I'll go Mm -hmm. to every doctor. I think because my mother died at 56 and, you know, never went to the doctor that I go to the doctor for every single ailment and, and thing. But at the end of the day, I watch people with kind of admiration that are completely out of shape, eating whatever they want, not feeling a damn thing. Uh At times, I I actually admire that. Well, you admire it, but that's because they've numbed the feelings. That's uh, It's not good. The Eckhart Tolle says, uh, you know, if you became aware and in... And present in the present moment, the first thing you would notice was would be how much pain you're in. And I'm not just talking about physical pain, but I'm talking about emotional pain. So most people, you know, they are uh, smothering and stuffing the feelings with food or sex or drugs or whatever. Some sort That's, of you know, that, nobody talks about that with the op- opioid crisis. Is that you know, um, uh, get these people therapy. Well, it's therapy, but it it has to do with how much pain we're in, how much we have ignored our natural impulse. You know, we get into these marriages, we have these babies, we do all these things that society says you must do this to be uh, a human being. But nobody has it takes the time to just see what their natural impulse is. You know, your natural impulse isn't to get married at 18 years old. Oh, no, that's no. a societal. That's a child. It's a child. Yeah, you should be living your life. Or yep. to even have a child at 18 years old. It's like, you, you know, what do you have to offer a child? What do you know? Because most people, my mother had me at eighteen, which is why she gave my you ass up for out. adoption. Yeah. Yeah. but I, I I respect the fact that she knew she couldn't do right. By that's me. right. That's right. That's right. So anyway, that's why people we got to go back to work. Okay. We're going to come back for a, a, another break. Yes. Style. Some folks got it. Some folks just Amen. don't got it. But for those folks, there is Stitch Fix. They've reinvented how we buy clothes, how we find clothes. It's actually quite fabulous for people who may live in cities where they don't have that kind of choice to go to a mall or choose something on their own. Stitch Fix is your real fix. You've often talked about 
about going to like the East Coast, like let me be specific, New York and LA, yeah, because they have the funkier choices, yeah, and they have choices that are more kind of on par. And you're right, some of these people in some of the smaller towns, or you go to the mall and you're like, I don't like what they have here. Yeah, you can get into Stitch Fix. They've reinvented how we find and buy clothes. You just answer some basic questions about your sizes, your favorite styles, your budget, right from your laptop, your smartphone, or your tablet, and your personal stylist will take care of everything. Now, yes, it's a personal stylist. I know it sounds bougie, but you can have it too. And their styling fee, by the way, is only 20 bucks, which is actually waived if you keep all five items. And since your personal stylist uses only your preferences to pick your clothing, you're still in complete control. So once your items arrive, you try them on, you only pay for what you keep. If you don't like something or you need another size, just send the items back, no questions asked. And the best part, shipping is always free both ways. Get your fix whenever you want, or you can sign up to receive scheduled shipments. The choice is yours. We love Stitch Fix, and we know you will too. Hurry to stitchfix.com slash rue to get started now. Keep all five items in your box, and you'll get 25% off of your entire purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash rue, stitchfix.com slash ru. Michelle, you know, I saw my therapist this morning. <clears throat> and oh, good. Um, yeah. Good, thank you. Good, good for you. <laughs> And uh, she told me this meditation. Well, first of all, she... No, Myoho Renge Kyo. No, she, no. she recommended the meditation no. app that you talk about. Insight Timer. Yes, she yeah, does. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. But she told me this and meditation great too. that she does, um, where it says, you start by saying, um, uh, may I be happy? May I be kindness? May I be loving? like a mantra it's like a mantra and first i was thinking is she asking or is she telling right. are you asking the universe or uh, are you telling the universe now we'll warn now but i guess both would work but well, it's 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 actually it, it is actually telling it's not asking the question do you sage no i probably should sage. so how i sage this is what happened mm. i sage every place i go to whether it's cars Used cars, mm -hmm. um, new apartments, new houses, my kid's dorm room, even though you're not supposed to. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Mm -hmm. You know, there's liquid smudge spray that you can do it with. But I watched a video last night, interestingly enough, um, from this Native American healer who it's a how-to video on how to properly sage, mm. right? How do you properly sage? Well, normally I would light the sage, which by the way, smells like weed. Yeah. And you go to, you always start with the entrance point at the front door. I didn't know that. Yes. And then you go, first you do your prayer and you say, you know, you're calling all good angels, your guardian angels. You only want, you, you protect yourself in white light and you are only calling good Negative energy has no place here. You know, you mm -hmm. call in archangels if you'd like and if yeah. you believe in that. And then you start saying your intentions when you go around the, the door. Doorway. The first doorway. First doorway. And then you walk around any entry point. So any windows, mm -hmm. um, any doors, either bathroom, bedroom, all doors that and people can walk in and out of. Okay. And windows where you can open stuff and you just sage all around and say your intentions and say your prayers while you do the whole thing. I didn't know that. I yeah. usually just walk around, light, light up the sage, walk around, and, and that's it. 
Right. So that's when I, I would do like my friend who's like a Reiki master said, you should, you know, call in all the protective angels and state your intentions. So when I was watching the Native American healer, he was going into more detail of talking about, you know, surrounding yourself in white light, say, telling the negative energy, there's no place. Mm-hmm. So when you do it, you literally can, if you don't want to get into all that, you can literally say, I welcome all good energy and all negative energy out the door. You know, I welcome in ne- positive energy mm-hmm. and rebuke all negative energy, whatever it is, or whatever you want to happen. That's what you say while you're saging. Isn't it funny that the word rebuke mm. is only used in terms of exorcism and <laughs> Satan. It's Satan. Yeah, rebuke. Yeah. But wh- when else can you use the word rebuke? I don't know. If we look up the definition. like It's like you don't say to the mailman, oh, no, honey, I rebuke this letter. I rebuke this package. <laughs> Take it away. Take it away. Uh-uh. To ex- well, you can. You can say that to, to express your. express sharp, stern disapproval of, reprove, yeah. reprimand. Yeah. Um, it's, it's a Middle English word, the origins from 1275. So that explains why we always see it in like The Exorcist. In The Exorcist, yeah. I, I rebuke, rebuke thee. you, Satan. <laughs> <laughs> Mailman, I rebuke thee. I don't want this bill. I rebuke it. Uh-oh, here come the repo man. Uh-uh. Repo man. I rebuke you. <laughs> Rebuker. Yeah, yeah. So that's, so that's Now, have you, now, listen, I'm from San Diego, grew up. You, you know, are? I'm from San Diego. I had no idea. I, I was born in 1960, November 1960. So, of course, all of my hippy-dippy stuff is inbred in me. When did, you, when did you start getting sort of, at what age did you get sort of hippy-dippy, woo-woo? Um, uh, my woo-woo. See, I'm from California. That's my excuse. Yeah, well, I'm from New Jersey. There was no woo-woo. Yeah. Um, I started hearing about natural approaches to things and hippy dippy stuff, what people would consider. Um, like in my twenties, mm-hmm. when I when I first moved to New York City, yeah, because who, t- who, t- who introduced you to? I it? don't remember who in particular introduced me to it, but I remember um, when I was I never partook in it, but I started eating vegan and eating macrobiotic. And that's kind of considered... Well, you never rebuked it. I never rebuked it. Yeah. But I was eating hippy-dippy back then. And I I think I just found it reading books and going to the library and going to the Barnes & Noble. Yeah. Because, no, there has to be a shift in your thinking to accept it. Or, uh, you know, because it it isn't... If you grew up in a Judeo-Christian home, that's not part of it. Oh, honey, the opposite. I also grew up in a family that did not eat well, didn't take care of themselves. You, you, uh, you're talking about tater tots, aren't I'm you? I'm talking about tater tots. I'm talking about honeycombs. I'm talking about high C. Mm-hmm. Nothing was... We never had water. Mm-hmm. We always had something with sugar in it. My mm-hmm. parents were both obese. You know, mm-hmm. I've discussed this before. But I think I, I rebuked that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I did not want meat and potatoes every night. I started vegetarianism very early on. And I decided that myself. I must have read it somewhere because we didn't have that in South Plainfield, New Jersey. But um, I know that I really turned to it when I wasn't getting pregnant. And I remember Diane Pryor... Uh-huh. Who she did afternoon drives with with us. What was us. her tagline? The Fox That Rocks. The Fox That Rocks. Yeah, so that was her Diane... back on the original 92K to you. Uh-huh. The Fox That Rocks. Yes. Diane Pryor. She was, I loved her. She was lovely. She's still alive. I'm still not alive. talking like she's dead. No, I talked to Goomba Johnny the other day, and he had spoken to her. Yeah. Um, And she lives in Arizona. 
Really, these are all people that Michelle and I were on the radio with at KTU in 1996, yes. 97. So anyway, I remember her saying, I'm going to help you. Here's a, a, a phone number to call. Oh, but please say it like she would say I'm, it. I'm, I'm going to help you. I need you to call, because she's from the Bronx. Yeah. I need you to call this doctor, and you'll get a tincture. A t- I was like, what's a tincture? Well... 1035, the new K to you. This is Diane. Um, it was a. <laughs> Wait, yeah. Because, okay, I had to do it because you used to be so much better. I mean, you're I mean, you, it's, it's been, good. Let's be fair. Yeah. It's been how many years? It's been 20 something years. Well, 23 years since I've heard her speak on the radio. Since you heard her speak on the radio. One, yes, oh, you're, 1035, the new K to you. That's how she would talk. Well, you know, you're very good at that. You know, um, you're not as good as, any, as no, you used to be. No, because it's been 23 years. But um, Michelle is I'll very good that. at emulating people, and it gives me so much joy. Yeah, <laughs> because we'd come on. she'd come on right after us, so yeah. we'd still be in the building, and I'd hear her, and I could imitate her. She hated it. She hated it. Hated it. I wonder how she feels about it now. She loves she it She probably now. loves it now. Yeah. But she is gave she me- still on the radio? No. She hasn't no. been for years, but she told me this, this uh, herbalist- uh-huh. And I had never really taken herbs before that. So that's. Have you ever smoked them? I had smoke in some uh. herb. <laughs> smoking. Uh, smoking. I had smoke in A some smoketh. herb. Um, but I was never into that yeah. really either. Yeah. But anyway, that's when I, like at the age 29 is when I really start, 28 is when yeah. I started to get into the real study of it and reading yeah. about it. Yeah. Um, and did you didn't have crystals and stuff before that? I had crystal necklaces. I knew about a clear quartz. I knew about a rose mm-hmm. quartz. Again, because I was into eating that way mm-hmm. that I found out by myself, you know, about vegetarianism that turned to veganism that turned to... Lesbianism. Lesbianism and macrobioticism. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how that happened for me. But you, like you said, are you, st- you grew up around it. I grew up around it. Yeah. It was, you know, uh, you know, the 60s and 70s and yeah. all that stuff. I would stumble into a store here and there in like Montclair, New Jersey that sold crystals and had incense. Yeah. And I was always intrigued by that stuff. Always. I was like, oh, I want to have wind chimes and yeah. and do Nag Champa, have incense. And, you know, like even the guys on the street that would sell, you know, the Muslim guys that would sell the incense. I was always drawn to them and buy the yeah. musk from them. And yeah. I don't know what it is. You either like that stuff or you don't believe that stuff. Well, I think that it obviously, I, I think it does have some properties to it. I wouldn't use choose that over, I wouldn't choose a crystal over going to see a doctor. No, but you can use it in conjunction with. Yeah, no. And, and, I, and, the, and it's actually more of, about the, power of positive thinking yes. or in that direction. And it doesn't hurt to um, eat clean food. Eat clean. There's a really good documentary too. <clears throat> and, um, and this coming from the man who talked about how uh, horrible vegan veganism is. Who said that? I, you know, I'm always teasing about being a vegan. Oh, I don't think you don't believe in No, it. I don't. It's not that. I just love teasing uh, just people like about it. Because everybody yeah. who is a vegan likes to say, oh, um, by the way, I, I'm a vegan. Yeah. yeah. I was never that vegan though. Wait a minute. What are you saying right now? I was I'm never... about to rebuke this. Uh... Wait, you think I was that girl who was like. Child. Was I that girl? You. Any Am op- I still that girl? Any opportunity to say, oh, um, by the way, I'm a vegan. Oh, shut up. Yes. I did. You are lying now. I rebuke you. You are lying right now. If people ask me, I would tell them. If they say I want to get you food, I would say, okay, but I'm vegan. <laughs> So that means you can't bring me a pork chop, bitch. Right. Ooh, that I'd have to so say good. it. I a made pork chops last night for do, David. Oh, that and, sounds yeah. so good. With Blue Apron, do they have? With Blue Apron, yes! 
Yes. Oh my God. I made pork chops, but they came a sidebar. I know this isn't an ad. Yeah. Obviously, I don't eat the pork chops because why? You're vegan. Thank you. Yeah. But I made a peach salsa that came with it that was a fresh peach. Oh. I'm going to make this all the time. Listen to me that right now. That sounds good with pork chops. Listen to me. Yeah. Right. David ate it. The girls rebuked uh-huh. the peach salsa. <laughs> The girls rebuked the peach salsa. Okay. I made peach, peach salsa. So it was peaches, scallion, the white part of the scallion, mm-hmm. and just vinegar. What you, did you call me? Vinegar. Uh-huh. You let it sit for 10, 15 minutes. Uh-huh. And then I had some nice organic corn chips with it. Okay. They David put it on his thingy, pork chop. The girls... What do you mean he put it? Oh, he put the he salsa put on, on top the pork of the pork chop. Yeah. And then it came with potatoes that you made potatoes with... Cheese, grated cheese, like mozzarella cheese, yeah, and roasted red peppers and garlic. Oh, oh my goodness, that's all in the blue apron. Yes, this is not an ad. No, it's not an ad. Not an ad. I made that meal last night. They went ape shit over yeah. the potatoes. Yeah, they love the pork chop, and I went to town on that peach salsa. Blue apron, a better way to cook. Thank you. <laughs> it was so. Oh, bad. I want to say it is Diane Pryor. A blue apron. Blue apron. A better. A better way, way to cook. To cook. <laughs> By the way, we're both doing the worst I am. Yeah, prior. the fox that yeah, rocks. The yeah. fox God that bless rocks. her. God bless her. Yeah. She's doing well. So so anyway, it was amazing. And and the veganism thing I I found by myself. Yeah. I never liked eating meat. I never liked eating meat. Well, see, this is my thing about being the hippy dippy woo-woo stuff, is that I always knew there was something <laughs> more. There was something more Oh, the documentary. Go ahead. And I'll tell you after that. More than just what I was being told. Uh, in my neighborhood or what the television was saying. I knew that there was another level of consciousness in the world and I was always a seeker, always looking for it. So the entryway into that is the hippy-dippy, woo-woo, crystals and uh, all that, crystal meth, all that stuff are entry-level ways into that consciousness. Now, of course, I've elevated that in other ways. For me, when I would go, it was a a sign and it must be unconscious Unconscious, unconscious, mm-hmm. where I would go to friends' houses that had money, more mm-hmm. money than we did, and they had, like, choices of food, meaning we had a lot of sugar cereals. There'd be, like, five or seven at a time. Mm-hmm. We'd have high C juice all the time. There'd be soda in my fridge all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, every dinner was cooked. Every night my mother would cook, even after working, but it was always a protein, a starch, yeah. a vegetable, and maybe a salad. Yeah. But, but when I go to other people's houses... Um, they had other choices. So like if you didn't, you know, they'd have frozen waffles, they'd have bagels, there'd be all sorts of choices. Yeah. Now, I never went without food. But the point is, every food group in my house was sugar or starch. Yeah. So I didn't realize that were healthier choices that you could have made yeah. until I went to other people's houses. When you sit down at dinner, like I didn't know you could have just like a salad for dinner. You know, what's funny about that too is, you know, when I met George uh, when you know, 20, I don't know how many years ago, is in 94. Okay, right, you guys right. do the math. Right. Um, I was introduced to another way of living and going to grocery stores because he would buy, he buys fresh vegetables and fruits and I, he it, it's just a whole other world. I never did that growing up. Yeah, I never did either. I never did either. My mother would grow the tomatoes. Okay. She had and a you garden. You hated them. Hated them. She yeah. grew eggplants, she grew zucchini. We had a full garden Well, so the, there was a touch of it there. It yes, wasn't but it all wasn't... just fish sticks and french fries. Correct. But for uh, like the stuff that she made it be like mm, 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 mm. my yeah. mother was a very good cook, but again it was very starchy, very heavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Well, you know, the thing is you pass on what you know and in 
if you don't expand it or, you know, meet or marry uh, someone who who can expose you to all that stuff, you never know. That's what happens. Yeah. There's a great documentary on Netflix right now called Heal, H-E-A-L. Heal! Heal! Not like healing to a dog, mm-hmm. healing your body. Mm-hmm. But what I'm telling you about it is, is um, it, it talks about positive thinking and people healing themselves through upping their vibrations. Right. Well, that's that thing, that 60 minutes with Olivia and John, she talks about that. She said, if people tell you that, you know, uh, you're sick, um, you're, you will believe them. Yep. You know? Yep. So it's important the what you think. Hey, listen, we're out of time. It's time to go. Aww. Right, Alex? We have to say goodbye right now? Boo! Okay. Well, it was a fun show. It was. And we learned about rebuke, what it actually means. I rebuke means. thee! Yeah. <laughs> Satan. <laughs> yes. All right, well, until next time. Okay, honey, bye. bye. Can I get an amen? Can I get an amen? If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're going to love somebody else? Can I get an amen? And don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. If you can't love yourself, how in the hell you're going to love somebody else? Amen.